It's the JT The Brick Show. And now Jacoby Myers spinning around. He throws it to Chandler Jones in midfield. Interstiffled. Chandler Jones racing towards the end zone. It scores. Oh, my goodness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Now he leans towards the line, gets the snap. Raiders bring a blitz. He takes up off the middle. And he's wrapped up from behind. Guess who? Max Crosby with the sack as he races over to the far sideline. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Open Adams at the 35. Racing to the 20. 10. Touchdown Raiders. And now, here's J.D. the Brick. Out of the gate, J.T. as we begin today on the flagship of the silver and black Raider Nation Radio. 9.20 a.m. Getaway day for me as I'm catching a 4 o'clock flight to Los Angeles to hook up for the Raiders tomorrow for their uh, joint practice, their second practice with the Rams. They just had their first practice earlier. We'll get reaction from Thousand Oaks, California, on how the Raiders did today. As soon as I find out how they did today, there's a bunch of insiders who are at practice. I'm looking at their Twitter feed, trying to see how practice went today. And hopefully it's as good as it did last time against the 49ers, where the Raiders won both those days here in Matthew Stafford. Had a pretty good practice today. Very good practice today against the Raider DBs. And a little pushing and shoving with Max Crosby and Cam Akers at the end of a play there. Vinny Bonsignor will join us at 1.30 Pacific time. He'll give us his full analysis of practice and what the Raiders are looking to do in the second game against the Rams. Rams you know, won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. They got one of the best rosters in all of football. But that roster has been depleted since they won the Super Bowl. They went all in to win the Super Bowl, which was a good move for them, as they returned to Los Angeles in a new stadium, and they want to win. They're trying to grow their brand in a much bigger market than Las Vegas with much more competition with the Dodgers, USC, UCLA, the Lakers, the Clippers, all the teams that are there. So the Rams got that Super Bowl. I don't think it moved the needle a lot in L.A., A lot of people in L.A. are football fans, but they're fans of the Cowboys, they're fans of the Raiders, they're fans of other teams there. And, of course, there are Ram fans there. But as far as I see, as long as the Raiders are playing in L.A. against the Rams or the Chargers in years to come, it'll be a home game. It'll be a home game for Raider fans, just like all the Niner fans are pumping their muscles that they had a lot of fans at Allegiant Stadium because they're ready to pay overpriced for a ticket. Raider fans will dominate Los Angeles, I think, forever. Because there are, there are a lot of Raider fans in L.A. who are having kids and having grandkids. And they're going to be Raider fans. They're going to be Ram fans and are definitely not going to be Charger fans. So the Raider Nation is vibrant and strong in L.A. I lived in L.A. for 10 years. I'm looking forward to getting back there tonight over in Manhattan Beach where the Raiders are staying. Have a couple of nice days there. I'll be checking in on the radio station here. And I'll be on the play-by-play call on radio as Jason Horowitz, our play-by-play voice, will be on TV with Rich Gannon and along with Matt Millen. So if you're going to the game, we hope to see you there, and the Raiders will be back after the game late Saturday night, and then they'll just be one final preseason game at the Palace in Dallas, taking on Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. He's a good test. He's a really good test in the preseason. The Niners have arguably the best roster in football, arguably, top two or three. The Cowboys, I think, are better than the Niners because I like Dak more than Brock Purdy. That's just me. Cowboys have one of the best defenses in football, and the Rams recently won the Super Bowl. So the Raiders are going to get in a lot of work here over the next couple of weeks, and I think the goal is going to be to try to keep this team as healthy as possible, to keep the team as healthy as possible going into that first game in Denver. 
against the Denver Broncos. I got a lot to say on the Broncos. I got a lot of sources in Denver, former coaches who are there now, friends who cover the team, and that game is circled. It's a massive game for the Raiders to start off 1-0. They've beat Denver the last six or seven times. They fired two coaches. Sean Payton's coming in, and he's going to do a better job than Nathaniel Hackett and Vic Fangio. He is, and Hackett's a good coach, more of a coordinator, and Vic Fangio was a very good defensive coordinator, not a great head coach. Sean Payton will be a lot better than those guys. So the Raiders are going to have their hands full and mile high coming up here sooner than later, and all these practices are going to help them along the way. The big news today is Tyree Wilson was cleared to practice, and he was out at practice today. I saw him the other day with Coach McDaniels as I walked with Coach McDaniels inside the building to practice, and he looked like he was ready to go a couple days ago. He's big, he's tall, he's long, and he's a disruptor. I don't know what pitch count he's going to be on. I don't know if he's going to be involved in playing in the game. I don't think there's much of a need to get him into the game. Devontae Adams returned to practice. That was a bit of a surprise for me. I'll ask Vinny Bonsignor about that in a little bit. I don't think Devontae needs to play much in the preseason. We've been discussing Aiden O'Connell, who didn't get any national media attention, but he's getting a lot of conversation and talk from the Raider Nation because he looked well. I think that's our big storyline all this week was the play of Aiden O'Connell and how good he looked in the preseason game. Zamir White is ready to go. If Josh Jacobs should be available for week one, we don't know the timeline for Josh Jacobs to come back. He's available to come back whenever he returns to Las Vegas and signs his franchise tag. I would assume it would be after the Rams practice and the Rams game and before the Dallas game or right after the Dallas game. You'd like to have Josh Jacobs back for the trip in Dallas where he's not going to play, but have them there with his teammates practicing, looking around, understanding what's happening now with the chemistry with Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, we have nothing new to tell you on that. Uh, the Raiders' offenses, I'm putting together my board for the game. A couple of good performances overall. Trey Tucker got some action. Who will we see in this game where a lot of starters sat out? We don't know on that. Josh McDaniel spoke earlier today. We're going to play some of that coming up here in a few minutes, along with Max Crosby, who's about to meet the media, and we're going to try to take the Max Crosby live as soon as that happens here. The other guest that I have is Chris Matthews from 8 News Now. He'll join us at the bottom of the hour. Henderson, Nevada, is in the Little League World Series. That's always cool. I love that. My team from Massapequa, where I'm from, entering the Little League World Series, Henderson, Nevada. Remember the hype behind Mountain Ridge and what Mountain Ridge was able to do. For those who watched the Aces lose, big national story here last night as the Liberty and the Aces are going head-to-head. But we're focusing on Raider football and what your expectations are going into this Rams game. And I don't sense that there's a lot of it. Going into the Niner game, I noticed a lot more Niner talk than I'm doing Rams talk this week. More Raider fans are disgusted with the Niners than so the Rams. Raider Nation despises the San Francisco 49ers. So they were paying attention a little bit more to what was happening with Brock Purdy, who didn't play in the game, or Trey Lance. The big story coming out of the Rams is Stetson Bennett, who won two national championships with Georgia. And we should be able to see a lot of him play. And he looked good in his first preseason game. I'd like to see Brian Hoyer play because I think he's next man up as much as Aiden O'Connell looked well. Brian Hoyer, if he has to come in in an emergency, I think he should be able to get some looks. We saw Chase Garbers throw that touchdown to Sincere McCormick. So he got a little bit of run in the last game. But the Raiders' defense, it supposedly at times today struggled a little bit from what I'm reading against Matthew Stafford. 
that's a good thing because I've been really high on this Raiders defense over the last week or two from the joint practices with the 49ers to the victory against the 49ers on Sunday. I thought the secondary looked good. If they get beat up or torched a bit in a practice against Matthew Stafford, who's a Super Bowl champion and a potential Hall of Famer, that's good. Okay, they need, they need to get some work done, and all of that work is not going to be pretty. So we'll get a report from Vinny on exactly how they look today. ESPN.com uh, headline, Devontae Adams ready to go, ready to roll for the Raiders today. So when he went down in that last practice, that uh, joint practice, he went down hard. I was right there, and he went down hard. And I didn't know if we'd see him again, but clearly Devontae had a sleeve on his ankle and warm-ups for the last game, didn't warm up with the team, and he wanted to get back on the field again. And the return of pass rusher, edge rusher, Tyree Wilson on the field today. This is his indoctrination into the Raider Nation. Uh, the Raiders have been very precautious, bringing back those from injury, Michael Mayer, whoever it is, because you have that time here in August on the calendar to take your time and get guys ready. But Devontae doesn't miss much time. And Adams injured his lower leg on a hit that he took running a slant pattern in the first play of team drills at the joint practice against the Niners last Friday. And we're only talking about Wednesday today. So for him to be out there, that is a very good sign. Wilson is the Raiders' first-round pick, taking number seven overall. And he was on the non-football injury list, and now he's off of it. So this is really good. And now they're out there and they're ready to roll. And these are just more weapons at this point in time uh, that the Raiders can get some practice in against a really good team. And we can get into that on what's going to happen with these guys as they get practice in. The young guys getting in practice in these dual practices are really important because the young players need to play in the NFL against NFL players. Tyree Wilson, he could dominate in college because he was a man among boys. He's a big guy, but he's not a man among boys in the NFL. In the NFL, you go up against some badasses who are really tough. And the more opportunity he gets, the more he'll be ready for this game coming up against the Denver Broncos. Yesterday, we touched off a little bit on the schedule for the Raiders. Look, we all know the elephant in the room is this Denver game. More and more people that I talk to about Denver realize the importance of this game. The Raiders, we, season ticket holder, have to beat Denver in Denver to get off to that 1-0 start. We've been better than the Broncos the last couple of years. We've dominated in some of those games. Russell Wilson is going to play a lot in the preseason because I'm led to believe that Sean Payton's not comfortable with him yet. He took the job with Russell Wilson, and he's trying to see if he can get him up to speed sooner than later. So the Raiders' pass rush, along with the secondary of Trayvon Merrick and Marcus Epps, and the linebackers have to be exceptional, healthy, and rested going into the Denver Bronco game. Remember, everybody, you know this is Raider fans. Playing in the mile-high altitude of Denver is not easy. They're practicing in it. The Raiders are practicing in Henderson. And I think to make up for that, Max Crosby's running wind sprints after practice, and the Raiders are getting their cardio in because their cardio will be severely tested week one on the road at mile high. So the Raiders are in Los Angeles. We'd like to hear from you on any Raider topic with this preseason roster. 702-365-9200. And I think a big topic today will be the return of Tyree Wilson. What are your expectations for him? Because Chandler Jones plays the same position. And Eric Allen, when I worked with him in the last game, was not shocked, but very surprised on how much weight Chandler Jones had lost. To the fact that he looked at me and said, man, Chandler Jones looks really light. 
I said, what do you think about it? And he said it on the broadcast. It could be good because last year he did not start fast. Last year, Chandler Jones is an overweight. He, the guy doesn't have an ounce of fat on him. He's a conditioned athlete. But he lost more weight on purpose, I think, for the end of his career so he could have an extra burst because his legs did not activate next, uh, last year until like the sixth, seventh, or eighth game of the season. Raider Nation, what are your expectations with Tyree Wilson and Chandler Jones? Because they could play together at the same time, but Jones is a little bit light to play inside. And he's played inside before. Chandler Jones can go inside and play defensive tackle. But the Raiders are pretty stout there. The Raiders have multiple players now who can play defensive tackle in a rotation. So how often do you want to see Tyree Wilson, Chandler Jones, and Max Crosby out on the field at the same time? I think you're not going to see him out on the field at the same time. I think there's going to be a rotation with Tyree Wilson and Chandler Jones to keep both of them fresh so they're both explosive. But I don't know. we got to talk to the coach about that before the start of the season. 702-365-9200. A portion of Josh McDaniels in Los Angeles. Here's the conversation he met the media earlier today. And at the same time, we're kind of getting ready for the regular season in terms of our mindset of learning an opponent. What do they do? What are their strengths and weaknesses? How is their scheme different? Uh, starting to understand players a little bit more that you're going to be lining up against. So there's a lot of things that we get out of this. Um, you know, so far it's been great working with, with Sean and this group here. Uh, it's a first-class organization. Josh, I know a couple of guys have been banged up. Uh, any updates on Michael Mayer or Hunter in terms of being out there today? Uh, you know, there was a number of guys that didn't make the trip with us because they're kind of, you know, in that process of, of, of going through the rehabilitation so that they can, they can return here soon. Um, you know, Michael and Hunter are two that, that are here with us that are actually working back in. I think you'll see them a little bit today working back in and, and doing some things. Um, again, we're just trying to take every guy, you know, the right steps with each guy so that we can get them back healthy and, and ready to go here when they're, when they're ready to go. You just passed joint practices where something you maybe did once, sometimes not at all. This this year, obviously, you're doing it a couple of times to a couple of different teams. Is that something you'd like to continue in your in the in the future? I think it, it, every year is different. Um, you know, kind of it has to fit relative to uh, who your who your preseason opponents are. Do they want to do it? You know, do, does the venue uh, you know accommodate you know such activity? Uh, ours obviously does in Vegas. This has been a good setup here for us uh, in L.A., so um, I think each year is different. We'll look at it, you know, as we go, but um, I think this is a great opportunity for us to you know, challenge your football team along with hitting a lot of the things I just mentioned with Hondo, you know, just, you know, get, get a lot of things done in a short period of time here, and uh, with some of the restrictions you have now time-wise, uh, this is, you know, this is as productive as we can be. Josh, has there been some people maybe that were on the bubble that – because of performance in the game or practices that maybe earn more reps you to get more looks at? Um, I, I mean, I don't even, we haven't even discussed a bubble, you know what I mean, or anything like that. But um, I think this is just more, everybody's going to get opportunities, continue to do such. Um, you know, eventually that may change a little bit or get tapered one way or the other. But uh, right now everybody's got an opportunity to compete. I think that evaluation is ongoing every day at every position. So, um, you know, you'll see everybody out here uh, participating. Obviously, whenever you, obviously, whenever you have uh, joint practices, the subject of fights comes up. Uh, and last week, it didn't seem like there were were much of any fights at all. I imagine you're probably pleased about that. But what do you what do you think that that uh, 
What do you think the reason for that is? Is it a message you put out? Is it something else? I mean, that's not what we're here to do. Um, so, you know, we know it hurts the team when you do it in a game. Uh, you know, losing players in the middle of a game because, you know, we're going to get in, you know, involved in extracurricular activity after plays and all the rest of it doesn't help our football team win. Um, you know, and last week we, you know, both teams did a good job of understanding the, what we wanted to try to get out of it. Uh, Sean and I are on the same page on this, you know, in terms of what we're trying to get done here. Uh, none of it involves fighting, you know, so, um, you know, to me it's a waste of time, you know, to come out here and that's not toughness. That's not, you know, that's not football. So um, we're here to work. We're here to try to improve our football team. I think that's what they're here to do. Um, and hopefully we do it the right way. I, you know, I was proud of the way our team competed last week and did the right things, and I expect the same thing today. Are there things you want to see this week? It's like taking off from last week's practices with the Niners. Things you want to kind of jump off from that point and kind of see improvement on? Um, yeah, there's. I'd say everything we'd like to try to improve on. Um, you know, our there were some things we did, um, you know, better last week, but also I'd say there's plenty of opportunities for us to make progress. Um, you know, we'll probably see a little bit of a different tempo here from their offense. Um, Sean likes to, you know, kind of push the tempo a little bit, so our defense is going to probably get challenged a little bit differently here. We'll see how that goes. Um, offensively, we're going to see different different defensive structures than we did last week. So um, a lot to be gained here from, you know, the competition against a different opponent. I know we'll see it when it comes out, but has there been changes on the depth chart? I don't know. Will makes the depth yeah. chart, so I don't really know. Uh, no Will and Tom, yeah, no changes. I, I don't know. No, no changes. What's the status of Devontae Adams? Will he uh, be getting any reps out here this week? Yeah, he'll be here. Back 100%? Or is he limited in terms of what he can do? He'll be out here ready to roll. Coach, with uh, all the new uh, young guys out there on defense flying around, uh, um, picking up the ball, getting out there, stripping the ball, getting those fumbles recovered, how, how excited are you about that, and uh, how do you feel about these young guys on the field? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, uh, we, we played with good effort, I think, most of the time last week. Uh, there was definitely some cases where we could improve that, but until, you, until you're playing with great effort with 11 guys on every snap on defense, it's hard to create a lot of turnovers because you're not near the ball enough. So um, in order for us to close the windows, get to the ball carrier, try to create you know, opportunities for us to disrupt the other team in that regard. You know, you got to play with effort first. So uh, we'll see if we can, um, you know, even take a step forward here this week. All right, that's head coach Josh McDaniels earlier today in Los Angeles as the Raiders are taking on the Rams and joint practices. I'm keeping an eye on Vinny Bonsignor and Deshaun Reed. Deshaun Reed, uh, some of his tweets from earlier today. Chandler Jones isn't practicing today. Our cornerback, David Long Jr., is practicing He'd be out for a while. He also said that Dylan Parham isn't practicing. Tashawn Reed an hour ago. Raiders, I don't see at practice. Britton Brown, McClendon Curtis, uh, Dylan Parham, Chandler Jones, Brandon Faison, and Nate Hobbs. Also, during 11-on-11, Raiders defensive end Max Crosby chased down Cam Akers on a run play and tried to punch the ball loose. The play was basically dead. So Akers took offense and punches were thrown. Both sides got involved in it and eventually it got broken up. Akers got kicked out of practice, assumingly since he bumped Crosby first after he tried to knock the ball loose. Crosby is still on the sideline, but was held out of the rest of the drill. So some of the tweets that are coming in. Here's another one from Deshaun Reed 30 minutes ago. Wide receiver Philip Dorsett went down in pain after trying to catch a deep ball. He was on the ground for a while, but he's trying to run it off now. 
Also, Max Crosby also doesn't appear to be practicing any longer. The Raiders came here on buses, which is why he's still on the sideline. So that's from Tashawn Reed as he's one of the eyes and ears on the ground. Vinny Bonsignor will join us a little bit later in the show. We got Chris Matthews coming up here in about 10 minutes from 8 News Now. The sports director, Henderson, about to play Little League Baseball. Big local story here in Vegas. We'll get Chris's opinion on that. Bill Williamson, the longest tenured Raider insider that I'm aware of. He'll join us at 1245. Lee Sterling at the top of the hour from Paramount Sports. As more and more people are losing out on an opportunity to win some easy money betting football in the preseason. If you're going to gamble on football, you better be gambling in the preseason. It's the best odds you're going to get and the best opportunity to win some money. Some people think they're giving you money. All you got to do is drop a ticket and win. And is preseason gambling good for you to get you ready for the start of the NFL season? Look, you're one of two gamblers. Either you're a gambler who takes it seriously and wants to make money, or number two, you're a degenerate who's getting hammered, drinking, sitting in sports books, not watching the games, being a clown, and just want to say, hey, I got a couple of bucks on the game, and look at me, look at me. Do you want to win money gambling, or do you just want to throw your money away and rip up tickets? We try to put people on the radio who can help you make money. Lee Sterling at the top of the hour. The monologue brought to you by PTs. What they're doing at the Strat is amazing. A lot of concerts coming in. They're setting up an unbelievable season of NFL action where you can watch at multiple venues inside the Strat, and we'll be out there for a few of them. PTs fuels the monologue with the best happy hour in town, 5 to 7, midnight to 2 a.m., If you're looking for something to do right now, go watch Henderson Little League at one of the 64 locations here in the Valley and root on the local Little League team in the Little League World Series. 702-365-9200. As we start the show off, Bobby's in the studio, I'm at home, and I'm on my way to Los Angeles right after the show. JT on the flagship of the Silver and Black. This is Raider Nation Radio. This is a great start for the Raiders preseason. The defense, two sacks and forced a three and out. The offense trying to go down and score. It's Samir White getting the push. And he's in. Touchdown Raiders on the opening drive of the preseason. It's Jason Horowitz on the television call, the play-by-play voice of the Raiders. JT uh, will be with Jason later on tonight. I think Jason's coming in today or tomorrow to Los Angeles. I'll get to the joint practice tomorrow. With the Rams, and we'll get you ready on the call on Saturday. Underway, bottom of the first, Rhode Island versus Nevada. Little League World Series opening round. Chris Matthews from 8 News Now, kind enough to join us. And Chris, this is a big local story. I remember Mountain Ridge a few years ago, and you were embedded and covered that story. Good to see the Henderson crew now out there ready to support. Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's a lot of fun to see these kids. And and to think of uh, the Henderson group as only one of 20 teams left standing around the world you know you got the 10 uh u.s teams and the 10 international teams and right now the henderson boys are, are playing Rhode Island. they're trading by the way one to nothing but uh it's just so cool to see these kids and what they go through and the coaches who do a terrific job going back to the mountain ridge uh team with ashton cave who was the coach and 
put all the guys in there. It's always about having fun. These coaches know they're 12-year-old boys, and, and they, they try to make it a fun, fun experience. They don't get too serious about it. And, and they, you know, obviously they want to go out and win the games. Uh, but they, but they, want, they want the boys to experience this thing and have a great time, lasting memories. I had a chance yesterday to go talk to the big star of that Mountain Ridge team, Austin Krizik, who is now a senior at UNLV. In fact, he just graduated. It's amazing how fast time goes. He graduated from UNLV, he's pursuing his master's degree, but we talked to him yesterday about that, that first experience, the first Nevada team to ever go to the Little League World Series, and just how big of a deal that was in Las Vegas. And, and one of the first things he said is that, you know, there was so much pressure on us, but the coaches made it so much fun. Just go out there. I said, what kind of advice would you give these guys? Just to go have fun, enjoy the experience, because it's a, a lifetime of memories. And the last thing I asked him, what would you say about that? He goes, it was the best two weeks of my life. So these kids go out there and they have a great time. Williamsport, they put on a, a fabulous show. You know, they have the parade. The uh, opening ceremonies was this morning. They're each introduced and the teams are. And, and just a, a, a just a terrific time. We had so many fun stories coming out of that uh, that Williamsport area back in 2014. Back then there was no, uh, we had no professional sports, JT. We didn't have the Golden Knights. We didn't have the Raiders, the Aces, and, and all this. So when they went back there, it was a big, big deal. And it still is. And I'm proud of these henderson kids and hopefully they can come back and get a win here today yeah that'd be great chris and it's amazing you just brought that up it seems like mountain ridge was just a short time ago and we didn't have professional teams now a stanley cup championship the raiders are getting ready to start a new season coming up here before i get to the raiders i noticed that the henderson kids some of the professional teams write checks they donate some money uh, th- this is a big ongoing effort to pay for this on top of this a lot of the parents here at the little league world series their kids are going they have to travel how complex is this to get the money the travel i know once they get there with the hotel rooms that's all set up for them and the infrastructure of williamsport but not an easy trip for these families and their kids to get all the way from nevada to that part of the country no it's difficult you got to fly into philadelphia take another plane uh, outside, I think it was Wilkesbury that we threw uh, that we flew into, and it's very costly. When we were talking to the parents back in 2014, they had to make some pretty big sacrifices to get their entire family there because it's a you know it's a spur of the moment thing. You don't have these airfares that are you know 21 days out or a month out. You find out you win that region championship, and bam, suddenly you're booking flights, and it's uh, you know it's less than a week away. So you're paying big dollars for the flights and to get these families hooked up in different hotel rooms. You know they're they're raising the prices just like everybody else does on these these type of events. And so yeah, it's a big big deal. So it was great to see the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, the Vegas Golden Knights, and the A's come up with some money and donate to the uh, to the Henderson kids so they could. Uh, uh, enjoy this experience. So that's that's, that's fabulous that those big those big organizations and franchises really do step to the plate. Chris Matthews, eight news now. Chris, what was your takeaway from the first preseason game? Aiden O'Connell looked really good. I think you could arguably say he had the best performance by any rookie quarterback, and a lot of starters played in week one of the preseason. I thought he was very composed, solid, had command of the pocket, and the ball came out quick and was very accurate. You know the thing I like about this guy too is he's had big-time experience. When you think back to when he first, I mean, the Big Ten, big-time football experience, and he was there for, for his entire, he didn't leave early. He was there for four years, played football. He was uh, he was a walk-on at Purdue uh, when he first got there. He was like eighth on the depth chart, 
slowly works his way up, becomes who he is now, the completions percentage leader at Purdue, and, and just work. But see, that's the difference is this guy had all that experience behind him, not just one season of 12 games like Richardson and Trey Lance and some of these guys that come out early. This guy had a lot of, of experience behind him in big-time stadiums, big-time conference. Uh, atmosphere was huge back when he was playing. So that's, that's a big-time plus, I think, for, for a guy like Aiden O'Connell. And he came out and he showed it. Um, he, he, you know, I'm sure he had butterflies, but he's been in the big games before and, and some of these big stadiums he's rolled into, Penn State and, and, and you know, Ohio State and some of these, these big stadiums where he's played at a big house and he knows what those big conferences are all about, those big games. So I thought it was really cool to see him come out, command the offense, made some nice throws. Hey, and by the way, JT, I'm a Utah guy, and how about Cole Fodderdam? He, uh, yeah. I think he had five catches for 71, so I'm cheering for the Ute. I'll tell you, he had the best game of anybody. Cole Fothenham was fantastic. You know, I was calling the game, and I'm going through the pronunciation chart. I knew who he was, and Utah's a big program, but you got to get used to saying his name, and I, I love the way he played. He was physical at the line of scrimmage, caught some balls. I hope he makes the Raiders team, but if he doesn't, he's going to catch on and play in this league. Chris Matthews is our guest. Hey, Chris, Tyree Wilson making his return to practice today, be it in Los Angeles. But that's a good sign. They need him. He's got to step up in these first couple of games at Denver and at Buffalo going up against Russell Wilson and Josh Allen. Raiders need him. I just don't know how long it's going to take him to get up to speed, but he's a hell of a good-looking athlete. Boy, I like him also. When you look at his highlights from college and you see the speed that he has, the strength that he has, and the quickness really that he has, it's going to be fun to see. And then here, this is important too. you got a guy in – the Henderson facility by the name of Max Crosby, who's watching this guy, looking at this guy, mentoring this guy, giving him pointers. Nobody works harder in that building than, than Max Crosby. And so when you're kind of, when, when he's the guy that you can kind of look to, uh, you say, man, you're in good hands, Tyree Wilson, when you can say, hey, Max, what do I do? What, what is this going to look like? How do I do this? I mean, nobody works harder. So it's great having a guy like Max that he can mentor a guy like Tyree. But I'm excited to see what this guy's all about. Hopefully, maybe that, la- maybe what, in the last, preseason game against Dallas maybe he'll play I'm Mm -hmm. not sure but I can't wait to see him Uh, wrapping it up with Chris Matthews let him get back to this Little League World Series Rhode Island one nothing over Henderson Nevada we're in the top of the second inning everybody in town should be all over this everyone listening to us nationally uh, get on top of that Chris one other quick thing on the Raiders if you look at this schedule in Los Angeles dual practices joint practices against the Rams and the 49ers back-to-back. That's a lot of work. That's travel. That's moving this team around to L.A. I I sense the urgency of the organization now with getting these players physically ready to go coming off the draft. It feels like it's different this year than it was last year when Dave Ziegler didn't have a lot of time for his first draft. You know, the Raiders went 4-0 in the preseason last year, but I like the players now. I think they're more comfortable in the system, are you noticing anything more when it comes to them being more locked in this preseason than you did when you saw them last year? Yeah, I think just that, that one year of experience with Josh McDaniels and, and the coaches and Patrick Graham and these guys, you know, you hear the voices, you kind of recognize, you're more familiar with the plays, the scheme, the, the travel plans, what we're going to do, what we're not going to do, this is what we're going to try to do. I just have, I, I agree with you, I think there's just kind of a different buzz, a different feel about this team. And, and I, I want to say a kind of a quiet confidence. Who knows mm-hmm. what's going to happen in the regular season? But I kind of like the way this team feels and go about, goes about its business. Um, 
and, and like I, I'll go back to this again. A couple of guys at the top now. You got Devontae Adams mentoring. You got Max Crosby mentoring. These guys, these younger players, look up to those older veterans who do things the right way in the NFL. And there's nothing but positives I can see coming from that. Great, Chris. Thanks for a few minutes of your time. It's been a while. I hope you enjoyed the rest of the summer. There's a good story here. I know the Liberty and the Aces last night, the Raiders coming on strong. And soon enough, I'll be seeing you in the press box with the Golden Knights. Golden Knights season is going to jump on us pretty quick here. How about that, JT? We find out yesterday that Max or that uh, Mark Stone had a fractured wrist in that, in that game seven. He goes on and score a hat trick. I'll tell you what, hockey players are the toughest guys on earth. Take care. There he is, Chris Matthews. Thanks, Chris. Always great to talk to the dean of the newsmen here, Chris Matthews, 8 News Now. We're going to get a little bit later on. Max Crosby is speaking live, so we're going to get to him coming up. Matter of fact, we're going to get, let's get to Max Crosby now. Bobby, if we could do this. Max Crosby is speaking live in Los Angeles at the Raiders joint practice. Let's go out to Mad Max. Max, I saw you uh, talking to Big Rob Havenstein over there, kind of underrated tackle in this league. But when you get a chance to work against other players like that and then be able to talk to them afterward, how uh, valuable is that? Um, I love it. You know, me and Rob, we went against each other in camp two years ago. We played against each other last year in the season. So, uh, yeah, you know, we're constantly just talking. And uh, he's asking me questions. I'm asking him questions. And, uh, you know, just about the little things, the little details. Um, he's asking me, you know, what is what am I seeing? How am I keying the ball? Am I keying his heel? Am I keying little things? And we just go back and forth. So anytime we can have those conversations, you know, like last week with Trent Williams, it's the same thing. You know, we're just trying to improve. And that's, that's what I try to do every day. You guys started a little bit slow. Your teammates talked about it, and then you got a little bit vocal about picking up the pace, and they oh, yeah. responded. Are you? No how happy were you to see the way they responded, and the way this team finished? Yeah, you know, every single day, it's uh, you got an opportunity to get better. Um, there's no staying the same. So you get better, you get worse. So for me, you know, I try to bring that that juice. You know, I not try. I, I bring that juice every single day, um, and I want my teammates to feel that. Um, and it should. If I got to go out there and, you know. <laughs> take matters in my own hands it's, you know I I could do it in a different way so uh that's what I try to do you know no matter what um I try to be the light try to be the example in every single way I can a couple times I watched you grab the rook and talk to Tyria just a little bit but I'm just curious are you finding him to be teachable he sure seems to keep his eyes on you no doubt no doubt you know uh it was his first day out there with us so uh he wasn't able to go on like team and things like that but you see him uh asking a ton of questions and getting better so uh it's awesome to see him out there with us Kind of wanted to pick up the energy a little bit more. Is that kind of and then kind of chasing at the ball a little bit and got into it with Cam? Was that just kind of trying to get the energy up? No, oh, shit. I just doing what I do, uh, and he didn't like that. So you know, he got what he got. This is what it is. Max, uh, talking to some guys, they weren't happy with today's performance overall. Um, yeah. In the whole scheme of things, is that a good thing, positive view that they understood that the standard wasn't the standard today and that they needed to do better? Yeah, no question. The standard is you show up and get better. Um, so yeah, I don't know. You know, for me, I. I, as a leader, you know, it's unacceptable. You see guys, you know, not being at their best, but there's an opportunity tomorrow to get better. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to everybody getting out there and getting better. I don't know if it's possible for you to get up more than you typically do in practice, but do you get up more for these joint practices like this? I try to be, I'm, you know, I, I'm the same guy every single day. Every time I come in here, I come to get better. So, uh, yeah, some days you're going to feel like shit. Some days you're going to feel great. Um, it is what it is. You got to get better and find ways to improve. You know, that's those are the days you get better when you don't feel like you want to go. When you don't feel, you know, when you're feeling bad for yourself, that's when you really got to, you know, go to that dark place. So, uh, for me, you know, I, no matter what it is, I'm, I'm trying to get to that place, no matter what, um, and just bring my teammates with me. 
All right, so we uh, Max is dropping some S bombs there. We got hopefully got those all, and we could get out of that. Max is at practice. This isn't is a live stream, so next time we'll take it, we'll record it, and we'll have it ready to go. But we wanted to get some live Mad Max. It doesn't seem like they had a great day today. It doesn't seem like the Raiders were at their best today because Max Crosby said it. So for Max Crosby to say that on the defensive side, we'll get a report from Vinny Bonsignor coming up. Uh, for man-to-man, women-to-woman, woman-to-woman, everybody was at the practice last time against the 49ers said the Raiders won both the days. It doesn't seem like they won the practice today, the first of the joint practices. I don't have the specifics of all of it. I can't tell you everything that happened on every day. I wasn't there. I'll be there tomorrow. And I'll have more of an impression of how they look. But for Max Crosby, it seemed like there was some frustration today. Uh, they weren't at their best. He admitted they weren't at their best. And that's okay as long as you understand that you got to get better the next day and they'll have an opportunity in the second day of practice to get going. So uh, Vic Tafer just tweeted, Crosby, I do what I do. He didn't like it, and he got what he got in regards to what happened with uh, Cam Akers getting kicked out of practice. And for Matt, Ben Max Crosby, there's going to be days where he needs his teammates to show up like he does. I don't think you're ever going to catch a day where Max Crosby doesn't bring 100%. Every day he's going to do that. So if you're on that team and you don't bring 100%, he's going to notice. And the media is going to notice that Max noticed. And there's an edge to Max Crosby today. We need to find more, uh, find out a little bit more about that. Bill Williamson will join us coming up next, a longtime Raider insider. and ask him a couple questions about the depth chart what direction the team is going into, uh, going from L.A. to Dallas for the final preseason game, and what he liked in that first preseason game. We're brought to you by the DeCastaverde Law Group. There's a lot of attorneys in town. They point fingers at each other. These guys don't do that. They're very humble guys from their dad's legacy to what they do now. If you get into an accident, they're the right gentleman for you. 702-222-9999. The DeCastaverde Law Group. load the box here Donald under center and he gets the push he didn't get it he's getting pushed back if the Raiders could hold him the initial push for the Raiders was great to stop that play that should be Raider football Raiders sniffed it out Lincoln you saw it first from up here they knew it was coming a Raider fourth down stop Raiders had a couple of sacks Raiders intercepted it to set up a touchdown Raiders defense showed up in that first game against the San Francisco 49ers JT back with you brought to you by Resorts World head on out to Doghouse Saloon for Monday night football and all of their other sporting events a Doghouse Saloon right next to the theater where all those great concerts are Henderson in a little bit of trouble here they're down one nothing in the Little League World Series but they just get out of the inning they get out of a big inning there trailing one nothing to Rhode Island at the end of one we'll keep an eye on this game for you Bill Williams covers the Raiders as good as anybody for SB Nation. And, Bill, good to talk to you. Let's begin with what your analysis and grade was from that preseason game. It's just a preseason game, but the Raiders look like they were gelling on both sides of the ball. How'd you see it? Okay, we don't have Bill here. We'll get Bill on another. This this is a, We'll get him on another phone line. Let's just redial him, Bobby, and get him up here. He's got a new column on Nestor Jade Silvera that I read, which is really good. If the Raiders can get something big out of a seventh-round pick and get him into rotation, remember Max Crosby as a fourth-round pick was something to talk about. He turned out to be a great pick, but Nestor Jade Silvera, very good pick at this point in time. Bill just wrote about him. 
So we'll dive into that column with him. And if you want to get through now until we get Bill back, 702-365-9200 is the number as we keep going. I'll be heading out after the show to L.A. I'll be at the joint practice tomorrow as we bring Bill back in. So, Bill, your analysis after the victory against the Niners, what jumped out to you? Hey, thanks, JD. Um, you know, they looked good. Um, they, they, they dominated. They were prepared. Um, the preseason means a lot to Josh McDaniels, and I think that's my, I think that's what stands out to me. Is I, I don't get too excited about preseason, and I, I apologize for that, but I just can't. Um, there's just too many. There's just too much history of you know teams that dominate preseason and not been good, and, and, and vice versa. So it's just practice. That's all it is. Teams approach it differently, and you know, I mean, the, Josh McDaniels is five and zero as the Raiders preseason coach, and he's six and eleven as the regular season coach, and 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 you know he's going to have to change that in the regular season. Um, they're really good in the preseason last year. Now, I'm, I'm not saying this to say, oh, so that means they're going to stink this year. I'm not necessarily saying that at all. I'm just saying it's practice. Yeah, I agree with you, Bill. I think the important thing for Josh McDaniels. This preseason is communication with Jimmy Garoppolo, and if Jimmy doesn't play in a preseason game, we don't know how quick the play is going to get in and how quick the play is going to get out and what's going to happen at the line of scrimmage. You can do that in practice every day. It is not a game. It's not playing in mile high with those fans of Denver going crazy. But I like the way the play came in and came out with Aiden O'Connell. I could tell that Josh McDaniels did a hell of a job getting Aiden O'Connell ready in the offseason to play in this preseason game. Yeah, and that's and that's exciting right now, right? Because again, it's just practice. So, if you know, look who didn't play in that game. So that's another thing. It's like, okay, the guys who played good did, you know, may not play at all, may never be on the roster, uh, you know, in twenty five days. Um, but the, you know, a guy like that, fourth round pick at the, you know, the most important position of all of team sports. Playing well in his first preseason game that gives you a little hope. That gives you some excitement. Gives you something to talk about and, and something to build upon. Bill Williamson is our guest, SB Nation. Bill, the defense, on the defensive side, Tyree Wilson comes back today in Los Angeles. I don't expect him to play in the game. If he does, that would be a nice surprise. But how do you think they bring him along? Because he's another guy. The first three out of four games are on the road. I don't know what the rotation is going to look like for him. If you're a seventh pick overall in the draft in the first round, you're supposed to play a lot of plays your rookie season but I'm confused about this because there is a rotation with Chandler Jones on the opposite side of Max Crosby. What are you hearing or suggesting could be a rotation for him as the season starts? Well, I think the plan was that, you know, regardless of the injury, that he'd be the number three guy there behind Crosby and Jones. And, you know, this is a pick that they didn't necessarily think he was going to be available at seven. He fell a little bit. You got Jones probably entering his last year. So you, that, you know, this Wilson pick was a four or five year pick. And I think we'll see him a lot in his second season. And I think we'll see him a lot in his first season, but not necessarily as a starter. But to your point about, you know, missing all this time, this being his actually first day as a Raider on the field, that position is a little bit of more go get him position, you know, go get the quarterback. So he won't need as much at that position as far as the timing and the coaching and the scheme. But, you know, he'll, he'll get there. Um, I think it's a perfect 25 days is perfect. I wrote yesterday that 
you know, ideally you get him back by next Monday at the latest. That's happening, barring a setback. I, I think we see him week one. Bill Williamson, as we wrap it up from SB Nation, you know, Bill, I'm I'm trying to be optimistic this year because you know the team as good as anybody. You know rosters, and I don't think the rest of the NFL understands the depth of the Raider roster and the improvements here. But I'm a big believer that they got to find a linebacker and get some more depth on this 90 cut down to 53. Walk me through what you think could happen here with Dave Ziegler. Because I believe that Ziegler's ahead in advance at his young age as a GM when it comes to his scouting department, knowing players, their analysis, how he builds his board. And he's got a board for the rest of these players that should come available. And if he's able to pounce on a couple of these players when they get cut down, do you think the Raiders can make some roster improvements with maybe one more starter when we cut down to 90 to 53? Yeah, I think we'll see that. I think, I mean, that's the goal of every team. I think, you know, we'll see that. It's, you know, it's funny. It's the 53-man roster, but it's the first 53-man roster, and that's in 13 days, and that's coming up. But, you know, as soon as that Wednesday hits the 30th, there's going to be waiver claims and there's going to be veterans signed. Every year, you know, it's a bit of a frenzy. And I think we'll see that. And, yeah, at, you know, linebacker, uh, maybe. I mean, they're deep at, you know, at defensive tackle, but it depends on who becomes available. Um, you know, they're deep, but are they good? That's the question. Meaning there's a lot of guys at defensive tackle. I want to see guys really show themselves. So maybe somebody comes up available at that position. Offensive line is always something to look at on all 32 teams. So, yeah, there'll be, uh, you know, maybe tight end. Maybe, you know, a, a, a backup tight end. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, there'll be movement. It's going to be a, a busy next few weeks. It was kind of sad to see Brandon Parker go down. I did a couple of events with him in the off season. He's one of those guys that really gets along with the community and you've covered a lot of football players, Bill, over the decades. When a guy goes down and misses an entire year and he's ready to come back and he's fully healed and he goes down again in the preseason, gone for the year, I mean, that's devastating. That's the business of football. And I like to remind our listeners that this is a business. These guys put their bodies, brains, their their limbs on the line, and sometimes they just can't go. I feel really bad for Brandon Parker. I wanted to see him play healthy this year. Yeah, and, you know, it's their business and it's their lives. Imagine, you know, practicing for two years to do your job and never get to do it once. You know, that's that's brutal. Um, these guys, I've always said, you know, I always talk to players over the years. I mean, you're doing all of this. You're doing – you're busting your butt in the middle of April for 16 Sundays. Now it's 17 Sundays. That's not much. You know what I mean? You're, these guys are doing it year-round for just a small percentage of the year of work. And to, to miss that, that's why you see guys get emotional when they get hurt. It means a lot to them. It's just, you know, I mean, it, they're not thinking about the paycheck because a lot of that's taken care of. Um, it, it's they're, they're not being able to do what they want to do. And, that, and that's a rough deal for a guy like Brandon Parker. No doubt. Bill, good to talk to you. We'll talk to you in a few weeks to kick off the season. Thank you so much. Thanks, We'll see you. All right, Bill Williamson. Yeah, I didn't mention that in the monologue on Brandon Parker going on IR again and being gone for the year. I did an event with him. I do these chalk talks for the team. It's part of my role with the team, one of the jobs I do. And we get a player and we go out at a corporate event and I ask the player questions and we open it up to the audience. And Brandon's a good guy, really good guy. And he had that torn bicep and the issue that he had to fight through and the issues around that. Then he gets hurt again. And I could I, one of these events, I forget which one I was at with him. I said, you ready to go? He goes, yeah, I'm 100%. 
I can't wait to start training camp. And I haven't seen him since, but I hope I get a chance to. And he has another opportunity later in his career to play again. Brutal business, as Bill just said. Guys don't care. They care about the paycheck. Money means something, but they want to be available. And Brandon Parker is a valuable asset to this team because he could start at right tackle due to injuries, the swing right tackle. And that's a tough position. And the Raiders got to fill that position because in this league, there are bad asses coming off the edge. And Brandon Parker is a big, strong guy, and the Raiders needed him. 702-365-9200. Lee Sterling will join us next. We'll talk to him about some of the issues on gambling in preseason football. You want to place a bet, Lee Sterling will tell you why in the preseason to get you warmed up for the regular season. One hour up, one more to go before I head to L.A. This is the flagship of the Silver and Black.